0: Uh, We have ended our series on the Ten Commandments, but uh, don't forget them.
1: (laughs) Exactly. This is a good reminder, Mark. I like that.
0: Well, you know, it's like uh, so many preachers I've heard. um, They'll usually start out their next sermon, but I hope you don't forget what I said last week.
1: But uh kinda of funny that we followed the Ten Commandments with your good friend Josh McDowell last week. Yeah,
0: that is true. And, <laughs> uh he's a firebrand, isn't he? He's yeah, really he's terrific. He's really excited and uh a great friend and we celebrate our our ministry in partnership with all that he's doing around the world to combat pornography and get the messages in the church. So uh I the reason I'm introducing again the Ten Commandments series is that, you know, uh I think we just ought to let our listeners know that we're in a new effort to um, kind of package some of these series like that so that, you know, rather than having to download them individually, uh, I think eventually we'll be able to download them as a, Aaron, how will they be able to? I don't know if we know them? exactly how it's going to work yet, so we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely get back to I people we're, on that.
1: Sure. Well, we're, we're hoping to get around to being able to offer it as uh, an audio file. For those yeah, that want to, you know, and on top of it, we'll probably go to the extra step of also uh, offering it as CDs. CDs, yep. I think. Yep. So um, that people can, because we have fans of both formats. There are those right. that spend a lot of time in their cars and they like right. to put the CD in and let the whole uh, the whole series run. And uh, and it's going to be exciting series. Some of our most popular ones from the Men of Valor program, like our series on Vision, Right. our series on the God of Second Chances, right. and those kinds of things. Those are all um, all shows and series that we get a lot of requests for. So we're kind of excited uh, in the product development area at Faithful and True that we're uh, proceeding mm-hmm. with that.
0: Yep. Right. So be uh, alert for that. Uh, bug us. We, we need to be held accountable. How would that be? In terms of what we preach on this show all the time to... Uh, do what we say we're going to do when we're going to produce these series and that's why we have our new young intelligent guy who knows a lot more about that than we do Randy
1: <laughs> this uh, is exactly why we brought in Aaron
0: exactly among many other reasons all right the topic today i i would like to and and uh, go through a few weeks of just exploring scripture that shows us that uh, <clears throat> uh, trial uh, journey. It's kind of a it's kind of a theme of journey. Uh, spiritual uh, growth is a journey, and uh, we need to be alert for all the elements of that journey. And we sometimes I think tend to think that all elements of a spiritual journey should be all peaceful and happy and joyous and Jumping up and down to church, singing praise songs, when in fact uh I think some of my greatest spiritual growth has happened when I've been confronted with challenges uh depression at times, anguish, uh <clears throat> getting punched in the stomach with some new news and uh all of that so and I want to bring uh, Debbie onto the show as part of this series sometime in the next several weeks uh, to discuss the same dynamic for the wives because I do think that one of the things we're aiming for here at Faithful and True is to help our 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 community of people uh, learn how to grow together in their common struggle, their common suffering, their common trials, their common pain that they're all in.
1: Right. Growth through pain. Growth.
0: Yeah, you know, don't we all... Kind of hate that it's like the old our old high school football coaches you know no pain no gain, um, but there is uh, spiritually some truth to this, I do believe so
1: and and sometimes we have no idea what that growth is going to be we don't right. you know we don't have the vision you talk all the time about the need and the importance for uh, creating a vision for right. ourselves, right. and sometimes God, in his wonderment um, you know. Uh, we can 't see what 's lying ahead, but He has great things planned for us
0: well, and that 's part of this because uh, God has a plan that 's much larger than anything we 've ever conceived of, and He knows the only way to take us to school to get us to there might be to take us through the journey of adversity and uh, I was just thinking with Aaron here. he just graduated from college. College is a journey, and isn't there adversity? Lots of adversity, yeah. Almost, like, some. at least one thing happens every week where you're like, I didn't plan for that. I didn't want that to happen, but it happened. And hopefully you can learn from it. And I just, I've been reading a lot in Hebrews recently, and God, or the uh, writer of Hebrew, Hebrews says that God disciplines those he loves like a father disciplines his son. Like, if we're not yeah. being right. instructed by God, we should be worried. Like, if we're not being confronted with our sin, because yeah. that means we're unaware of it. And right. that's so much worse than being confronted by it and having to having to work through it with god you don't have to do it alone too that's that's nice so i i really like hebrews for this conversation well you might look up some hebrew verses for as this show uh this series unfolds uh where i wanted to go with it was uh i think all of us young men coming out of uh in my case uh college and seminary and graduate school uh I really thought, you know, I'm 26, you know, I'm, I'm jogging every day. Um, Debbie's expecting our first child, uh, Sarah, and, uh, I'm, I'm working toward my PhD degree. You know, all is right with the world. And, uh, one day I noticed that I was getting thirsty a lot. And back in those days, did not know how to interpret that other than to drink water. And, uh, uh, in some cases, to drink Coke. But uh, in those days, I was drinking regular Coke. Little did I know that that regular Coke was making it worse. Because what I, what it turned out I had was uh, uh, diabetes. Some of you know that I'm in the process of writing a book called Everyday Angels. And uh, you know, every time I think about the topic, some everyday angel from my past comes to mind. Uh, I was preaching at a church. I was filling a church during those days. And uh, one of the older guys in the church noticed that um, as I was preaching, uh, he said, you were doing something, uh, you know, Reverend Laser, that, you, that you, you rarely do historically, and that is you were drinking water while you were preaching. You, and you normally never do that. And you just seemed like you were so dry up there. Uh, did you ever consider that you might be diabetic and here's this 70-year-old farmer you know out in this farm town where i was preaching kind of giving me a medical opinion and you know it my nar- my 26-year-old narcissism i said there's no way i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm a, a picture of health i'm a picture of I'm health. an athlete i'm jogging every day <laughs> i'm you know having a child uh, there's no way that that can be true so but he said you know, I would go into the student health service and get it checked out. So that's what I did, and sure enough, uh, uh, my blood sugar was, you know, through the roof, and uh, got the diagnosis. was quickly uh, put in the hospital and set on a path uh, that now has lasted uh, for 39 years. At the time, uh, this uh, president, who was a very pastoral guy, he was dying, but he, he managed to send out one final pastoral letter to all the pastors of the denomination, just att- attesting to his faith. Uh, but um, it struck me, uh, being a, like at this point uh, a two- or three-week-old uh, diabetic, uh, these words of Paul in 2 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 4 were just absolutely perfect. So here they are. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. I could
1: read on, but let's explore this a little bit,
0: and also try to relate it to addiction after our break.
1: All right. We're going to take a break right now. You are listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program.
0: If you be faithful, you be sweet, and I'll be grateful. Cover me with kisses dear, lighten up the atmosphere.
1: Keep me warm inside our bed, I got dreams of you all through my head. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Now for the trigger of the week.
0: Trigger of the week evidently comes from uh, a uh, staff luncheon discussion that I was not at, so uh, I think you should introduce this. Well, I'd
1: be happy to do that. We were having lunch today, and it started by uh, so often times you throw out the challenge to your Tuesday night men's group. And um, our friend and associate here at Faithful and True, Russ Schmidt, I said, Russ, did uh, Mark challenge the group to come up with a trigger last night? And he said, no, we really didn't get around to that. And his wife, Susie, who's also a therapist here, said, a lot of the women have been talking since last week's show, we have celebrated Valentine's Day. And Susie said, many of the wives were triggered Mm -hmm. by Valentine's Day cards. Oh, yeah, sure. And the challenge to find an authentic card that reads like you want it to read. And, and they were finding it impossible to find a card for their husband or husband for their wives that honestly said how they felt. And so Susie mm-hmm. said, we, we recommended that they find a valentine that is blank on the inside so that they could write the appropriate words, the appropriate sentiment, how mm-hmm. they're really feeling on the inside. So the trigger of the week is actually Valentine's Day cards.
0: Well, I think uh, just from listening to some of the men talk about Valentine's Day too, uh, knowing how to celebrate it, uh, uh, and, and it's one of those many places where I think that we uh, need to uh, calm down our, Expectations for uh, fast reco- recovery, which is partly the theme I want to get to here. It's like some of the men think, "Well, I've been to the workshop. I've been sober now for ninety days. Hey, let's celebrate Valentine's Day." Well, no, you've just you know dumped a an amazing load of of sexual history and infidelity at some level on your wife, and you know how uh, crazy it really is to expect someone to be all in that infatuated stage uh, that quickly. So uh, I think maybe the trigger in that way, which, by the way, is very normal. I, you know, I think most of our couples in the first two or three years are going to go through this. Uh, but uh, I think we need to sometimes adjust our expectations for healing and how God chooses to heal sometimes. Because sometimes in God's uh, plan for that, God's timing for that, he has a lot to teach us.
1: Well, just as you had introduced before the break, this whole concept of um, God's intended growth for us personally through Mm -hmm. suffering. Right. And let's pick that back up, because you had just shared with us the reading from 2 Corinthians.
0: Well, yeah, and and, uh, one of the things you notice there is that uh, we are being allowed to carry in our body, the death of Christ. So, uh, that means we, we need to know, I mean, it's, it's a living daily reminder that this life is, is temporary. This life is mortal. Uh, we have a body that serves our soul as long as we're here on earth, but you know, we should not worship our body. You know, uh, we should not, uh, worship the concept of absolutely perfect health, uh, I remember, um, reading that passage the first month I was diabetic because, you know, back in those days, uh, I had to take a daily insulin injection in the morning and I just remember making that injection, uh, part of my daily meditation, which sounds strange, but it was like, I'm injecting insulin. If I don't take insulin, uh, my body will die, uh. This is my way of um, remembering that God is in charge, God is in control, that uh, God has given me a body. He's, he's giving me medicine now that can, that can manage this for the rest of my life. Uh, but I still need to remember that uh, uh, the transcendent power, as Paul said, belongs to God. It doesn't belong to me. And when I'm saying that, you know, at that part in my career... It was very important for me to remember that I wasn't God's gift to the counseling industry. I wasn't anything. I was just, I was still in the process of learning and learning how to be humble, learning how to learn. I mean, all of that was a part of this. And then I think along the way, uh, I had hoped, I'll, I'll be honest, I had hoped for a miraculous cure. I'd prayed for it. Uh, I had a daughter coming along and I didn't really want. Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to be around, you know, for Sarah. And, uh, but, you know, the, the process of uh, being diabetic and learning how to eat right and exercise right and, and just live lots of parts of your life in moderation, you know, I, I think has had such a good effect on so many other things. Plus, it's taught me all the spiritual lessons that I think are in this, this verse that uh, we were trying to unpack a little bit today.
1: Well, your example is an amazing um, story of uh, a medical exercise of injection injecting yourself uh, with uh, insulin, mm-hmm. and yet it had such a strong connection to spirituality.
0: Right. Well, I think so much of uh, our body and soul is connected, and uh, you know, we're going to face other challenges as we move on, and I think it, in every situation um god has something to teach us uh whether we get a chronic condition a life-threatening illness um just simple back pain because we've been working too hard or working out too hard whatever the, whatever the medical uh or physical life challenges that we face uh it's a reminder of what's what's important and what what direction sometimes god wants to send us i think in my life god is definitely wanting me to slow down i that's one of the messages I'm getting lately, uh, and we're in the process of doing some of that in uh, some things that are kind of activities that are taxing. They're, you know, they're really hard, so uh, we'll just see how that unwinds, but I do know that uh, God wants uh, us to focus on things like this show and writing and some speaking, and uh, but sometimes God needs to slow us down and slap us upside the head. That's how I look at well, it. Well,
1: God's been very busy in rearranging your schedule for you, yes, he has. and also re-re-prioritizing, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. what your schedule yeah. as well. Right. And isn't it amazing how these times that we find ourselves uh, dealing with physical uh, pain or ailments, how it is eye-opening to how precious and frail life can be itself and you start to really appreciate all those days when you're feeling great
0: yeah well I think one of the exercises I've been trying to do every morning when I get up now uh, facing into a new medical problem that's going to require some some treatment uh, just to be grateful for uh, things that I I'm able to get out of bed I'm I'm able to stand up. I'm able to brush my own teeth. I'm able to drive my own car. You know, stuff like that. I, we've talked about this before in the show. Developing that attitude of gratitude, I think, is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, continually seeking what God is trying to teach us. And if God is not healing us in the way that we would like him to heal us, there is a purpose to that, that he has a, he has a plan of something he wants us to know, something he wants us to correct, something he wants us to move toward, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I have had similar experiences to what you're describing there is, and I find myself praying to be enlightened to, where are you leading me? I, you yeah. know, please, would you please, you right. know, show me uh, what you want me to do? And uh, like you said, learning and being inspired and growing through those experiences that he, in essence, blesses us with. Right. Our friend Steve,
0: um, the lawyer, he knows where he is, he knows who he is, and uh, he's been an encourager over the years, uh, which I really appreciate. And he sent a devotional today that someone else wrote about uh, uh, John chapter 5 and the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda, which we, it's one of our three spiritual questions here. But, uh, I think one of the points of the devotional was that uh, sometimes when we get an illness, uh, we get a new diagnosis, uh, we, uh, we have a design for how we'd like God to heal us. and uh, I think that our design uh, is probably for something quick without consequences. I know that was true for me early on. What I would say today, of course, is that um, what many, many guys in the program for probably more than five years are able to say is that they are grateful for the diagnosis of their addiction. Uh, They are grateful that God uh, slowed them down, that God provided consequences. Uh, to them for their instruction and for their correction um, that God showed them uh, a new path uh, for them to pursue. Uh, God started taking their fantasies and uh, turning them into visions for how to serve him better. Um, sometimes we're not going to get this kind of course correction, this kind of uh, vision improvement if We don't, uh, allow God to, um, leave us at times with the pain that we're going through.
1: It's almost being grateful to God for allowing you to crash and burn. Yeah, that's... In essence, that's what it sounds like you're saying.
0: Well, it is what I'm saying, because I think without my crash and burn, uh, back in, um, 87, I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting here today. I probably wouldn't be married, uh, I certainly wouldn't have had the time with my kids and certainly wouldn't have this ministry. Uh, I don't know what I'd be doing. You know, I'd be off doing something crazy. I'm sure God allowed for there to be consequences. He, he allowed for there to be an intervention. He allowed for there to be instruction. And I will tell you that there were plenty of days of pain, anguish, sadness, depression, um, uh, just lots of, uh, despair at times. And, uh, God was using all of that to uh, uh, draw me closer to him, draw me closer to community, draw me closer to Debbie. And um, the, I I look back on those early days and would not trade them for the world, as painful as they were at the time. Right, And that's kind of the gist of my message. We hope for the wrong things sometimes. Right. We hope for the perfect life. And uh, the perfect life is not what... Uh, that's really all about
1: right and so often it's not reality as well
0: well it's certainly not reality you know which you know you can get yourself into trouble it's not like we're not you know asking for you know good and pleasant things to come our way at times Um, blessings to be poured out on our families and so forth but um, we'll we'll continue to explore this theme I, well, I, I think
1: it's a, a new theme. I, I I thank you and appreciate you for uh, coming up with uh, this new mini series, as it as it may turn out to be. We're unsure with how many shows right. this will develop into. But I think it's uh, it's kind of like cracking open an egg to see just you know what's inside and where this is going to take us. But I yeah. I'm uh, as yeah. I'm sitting here and praying on today's message, I have this feeling that we've got men out there who are are grateful that. That you're reaching a part of them uh, that they've experienced and, and feel the same way. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you uh, for joining us today. We thank our engineer and technical director, Aaron Wellman, for his talents today. We hope that today's message has been beneficial to you and that this coming week will be a week filled of many blessings and great vision.